All right, guys, the club is back from NFT NYC. It's been a hot minute since we've done a proper show. We brought some friends in from our buddies over at Club MGMI. We got Lou from Lucky Trader, Tigbo from the Hot Dugs Project. We got Clay and Jack here. We'll find out about Jack masquerading as an NBA player at the NBA draft all tonight on Club Top Shot. What is up, everyone? Uh, we had some some absences tonight. I know everyone is wondering where MBL is. I, I should be. I should just say, to be fair to MBL, we did do what was it two weeks ago? We did the get playback stream during the NBA Finals. MBL was there, so he does he he does exist. He is on the show. He's uh, he's busy these days. I'm sure pinball repairs guys have to take up an inordinate <laughs> amount of time. Don't we know? Um, so let's bring in some of our guests. You guys obviously know Jack. We got Clay here. But two of our buddies here from the Deposit Kingdom Discord, from MGMI, it is none other than Tigbo and Ludog, fresh off of a long week in NFT NYC. How are you guys doing? Uh, feeling good. I feel like finally yesterday I kind of got back to normal after like the longest three days of my life in New York City. Uh, I spent a couple of nights with Lou, so he knows uh, – we did some some wild stuff, but yeah, glad to be here. I appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah, Tig Tig was the biggest partier of all <laughs> of us that week. We uh, happened, we yeah. went out. What was that Tuesday night after yeah. the Moonbirds party? We were out trying to find bars that were open. I thought it was a city that doesn't sleep. It, I guess it was a Tuesday, but it was the city city the, city that closes at two a.m. on weekdays. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah apparently. Speak, clubs are open. The club goes up on a Tuesday, not bars. That's your problem. No, uh, it's the nights of DJ and we're part of the problem. I show up to your guys' party at 11 p.m. You guys are shutting it down. What's going on? Had the matinee special this time. <laughs> Not very DJ like. Yeah. Hey, we had a, we had to provide the DJ activity during the more uh, the more normal hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, Tig. I think the last time I did a stream with you, or granted, actually I wasn't on it. I think Mans did a stream with you. Was the last time you gra graced these airwaves? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mans doxed most of us that day, uh, showing our addresses. But uh, <laughs> I, be, speaking of Mans, I appreciate you reaching out to him because I spoke to you during dinner uh, saying that Mans was a little late on my birthday cameo, which that day was my actual birthday, so it's all good. But uh, 48 hours later, I received my cameo, so definitely give him a give him a thank you for me. Yeah, you know, he came back from NFT NYC. He was checking his to-do list and uh, immediately uh, got to work on the on the TIG cameo there. Yeah, I, I, I get it. You know, he said he was busy uh, getting late, getting paid, so it's all good. <laughs> um, I do want to dive into all of the NFT NYC stuff, but Jack, why don't why don't we hear about your NBA draft experience, uh, specifically you potentially pulling a fast one over on some journalists who mistook you for an actual NBA player? Call me Christian <laughs> Brown, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we, I was going to the draft Thursday night, Brooklyn, getting ready for the draft. And I was like, what can we do that's a content play that would be entertaining? And this was coming off the fake clay incident, if you guys didn't see the fake clay incident. So I was like, I'm sure if I get dressed up, like maybe we can convince some people that I'm getting drafted. Now, I'm not 6'4", but 6'1", put her on a suit, some sunglasses, and walk around with a CTS uh, fanny pack. Like, who knows? That's so, what gave it away. Yeah. No, that's what convinced people is the fanny <laughs> Yeah, so in clay. Let's, uh, let's see this clip here. Uh, Jack, who this is this journalist? So this is um, ESPN. Cassidy. Yeah, Cassidy Hubbard. All right. So a lot of people got invited into the green room tonight. I was one of those people, but in case one of the team teams by tape. That, so, that, so that look want, at her producer right yeah. here is so good right no, here. The, the replies are, yeah. The replies like are really like, funny. Yeah. You, you gotta pull, you gotta pull up this guy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sending you a link to him right now. Okay. Yeah, right there. Those those are great. So you want to you want to know what's actually hilarious? Is Brown actually wasn't on the floor, didn't get invited, and got drafted in the first round. Like 
it actually played out to you know how we were fibbing and he got drafted to your nuggets so shout out the nuggets and christian brown um yeah not many people fell for it sadly <laughs> a few other people were trying to do it with like six foot five people so theirs was going much better but we talked to espn house of highlights so we got the and the shoes did you see the shoes uh let me let me go back i mean this was i like that you viewed the the club top shot fanny pack as something that would help sell you yes. as looking like an NBA player. I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's the one thing good. that threw it off was the shoes. Uh, <laughs> I had to do a, a promo TikTok for those shoes. So the galaxy mellows uh, it's up now at Jack Sunderman 23 on TikTok. Anyone Get out of here. Out? It's not on Instagram. <laughs> I know that's where you normally peep it. It's a really bad piece of content. So go check that out. If Jack had the burb fanny, he probably would have gone to the green room. I'm just saying. True. I yeah, probably would have actually that? gotten drafted. There you go. Yeah, even better. Did you guys see today at Wimbledon? Yes. Alexis O'Hanahan had it on. Yeah. Did it? I was I was in the gym earlier, and I look up, and I see him cheering for Serena in the same fucking hat <laughs> I'm wearing. I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I did check our Tilly parliament baby. thread in MGMI, and, and you guys had all had already flagged it. But, yeah. I mean, what, what a nice uh, organic marketing move there for him. Yeah, um, Lou was all over that. Uh, our resident uh, influencer, Gulo, uh, Burb influencer, was all over as well. So uh, shout out to him. So let me compare because you guys, Lou, did you get both a Moonbirds and a Club Top Shot fanny? I just have the the Club Top Shot. This is what I was wearing at the Moonbirds event. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. wow, I wasn't wearing the Moonbirds one. Yeah. Uh, so what? I mean, it, it is Lululemon Moonbirds fanny pack, right? So it's, yeah. it's going to be hard to compete with that quality. I they think. got a Lulu one. They yeah, Lulu. Oh, only a, uh... only quality from K Bro. <laughs> only quality. It was funny because we walked in and uh, I walked in with one of the other club members, and uh, we saw the line for merch, and I'm like, oh, I don't want. I really want merch. I don't want to purchase anything. So we go upstairs, we meet up the rest of the guys, and they're like, no, the merch is free. You get to pick two things of whatever you want. So we immediately just went back down, made the line. I think Dangy and these guys met us up. So they got in and skipped the line with us. But yeah, man, it was Lululemon. They even give us the insulated cups like the for the for the yeah. beers and stuff. It was dope. I grabbed one of those. Uh, I had like a, a dope emblem engraved in it and everything. So yeah, man, they, they did a lot of cool stuff for us. Give me, give me the other, uh, you know, I feel gypped out. You know, I've been holding on to this fucking Moonbird nesting and all I have to show for it is this hat and about 500 of the same stickers. I didn't even go to the party. I mean, how were the cocktails? Yeah. Did you, did David Blaine make you disappear? Mm -hmm. Was Kevin so, Rose slinging cocktails? Like what was going on? Yeah. So it was a lot of people in there. Uh, so the second floor was where the main stage was at and, uh, and most of the crowd. And then you had the top floor where everyone else was kind of scattered around. Um, the lines weren't bad for for food. There's plenty of food everywhere. So if you if you're hungry, you got food. Uh, They're they bringing them around in little baskets. Yeah. Like oh yeah. They're like nested cookies, which is pretty dope. So That's all the, the yeah. Uh, the drink lines weren't bad at all. Bathrooms weren't bad. Uh, obviously, because a bunch of dudes in there, but <laughs> other than that, uh, <laughs> the bathroom line was probably worse than the drink line. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but David Blaine, I didn't see David Blaine just because I, I think he was with like in the front and stuff, just walking around. But I saw some crazy clip. He like sewed his uh, lips shut. Uh, in the crowd, which is like just weird and wild, but nah, yeah, overall nah. it was, yeah, uh, yeah. Overall, nah. it was, yeah, he was like bleeding and shit. It was so weird. Uh, Fuck that. Yeah, but uh, it was overall, man. Like we had a great time. the The drinks were plenty and the cookies were good, so I uh, can't complain. <laughs> there you go. I mean, Lou, you went right from the Club Top Shot live show to the the Moonbirds. I, I was uh, bummed not to make it over there, but um, which party was better? Ooh, tough to say. I mean, I was be careful really how you answer the this party. Yeah, there's a remove. It's not that tough. Right at the bottom. It's not that tough, Lou. It's not that tough. <laughs> I mean, both of them had had some free drinks at it, some entertainment. You know, it was they're both good. I I got to take a picture with my own Moonbird though at the party. So like that was pretty cool. I didn't get to see David Blaine. Uh, I think he he made himself disappear pretty early on before we got there we missed out on arguably the best part of moonbird party too which was when uh kevin and justin were getting tattoos yeah. they were getting the tattoos on their arm of the moonbirds so i feel like maybe i missed the best the best part of moonbirds so maybe it was the the cts party underdog the offices were pretty cool um <laughs> hadn't been scared the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, Ailey. I'm glad you got Jack back the other day on Instagram. You finally got him uh, in a candid <laughs> moment on the couch. What? Playing, playing video games? Yeah, she got you just in the way that you always are, you know, taking yeah. pictures of her unsolicited. Yeah, but she's normally sleeping or doing something yeah. crazy. I was just jamming on Mario Super Strike. But Lou, I did hear about the uh, the way they were doing the the photos of the Moonbird. I guess the the my I should have then had a, a man's coin set up at the underdog offices where you project oh. your serial number on the on the wall and they get your photo with your man's coin. Yeah. It was uh, so it's this <laughs> app called uh, Token Frame. So it's kind of like the what's the thing Top Shot had um, the where you can Fun. get a Top Shot on loop users. Infinite, <laughs> no, it's like infinite, <laughs> infinite objects. Yeah. So it's similar to that where you get, you buy the frame and then you just connect to it and you can put up your, um, your NFTs and you can like change them. However, yeah, one of those, <laughs> but this, this was a 55 inch frame that they had. And so they were obviously trying to sell it. It was like $3,000. And I guess that, that's cheap. probably not the worst place to try to sell that. Like you might get some people who are willing to buy there, but I wasn't doing that. But they let me take a picture. Um, if I if I found my Moonbird number, I just put it up on the screen. So like that part was kind of cool. They had a couple different like things set up where you could take pictures, like a nesting thing. We didn't get many pictures as a group, but we rolled no. pretty deep. We had like 15 people from our Discord there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I was going to ask because the two events I went to were just probably I went to the NGMI dinner with you fellas on Monday night and I went to the uh, the CTS live show. I didn't actually end up making it to a single actual NFT party, but I was wondering, do you actually like meet other people there or did you guys just hang out and talk to each other at the Moonbirds party? Um, well, I'd say we yeah. we met a lot of people on the next day at that yeah. Web3 party. Yeah. Uh, the, the like pseudo sisters – and uh like swicky they they were doing a party um the next day and tig has his his moonbird fanny pack on and we have the hats and i had like stickers that i was putting on stuff and people came up to us they're like whoa were you guys at that party last night it was sick so we like we met some people that way but i mean some people talked to like ryan carson at the event but i wouldn't say we like found people that we didn't already know at least from knowing them online yeah it's definitely like a good icebreaker like so if someone sees you wearing a hat or whatever from the party before and they were there as well like it was pretty easy just to kind of you know talk about last night and parts you remember parts you don't remember uh but yeah it was definitely uh it was definitely cool to see other people outside the club and just kind of chat with them about it what what was your guys' take? Obviously, NFT NYC came at a moment where markets are down bad, everyone's down sad. Um, did you guys like what were the general spirits? Was everyone kind of like if you were just plopped down at those parties, would you have never have known we were in a bear market? Honestly, it's it's funny because I, I mentioned that on Twitter because uh, Carlini had a post about it, and for Ozzy, I, I, I can't recall once that we spoke about market price or the price of ETH or how you know we're in a bear market it was just talking about the projects we're in uh just the stuff we you know we normally talk about inside the club the inside jokes and then people outside the club it was just you know at that moment you know and why they were there what they liked about it what what parties they enjoyed what communities they're part of um so i could say for sure me personally i didn't feel like we were in a bear market i didn't the vibes were all good man like it was honestly like it was some of probably the wildest three days i've had in a long time uh and i'm an old man i, I turned 37 that monday and some of these guys in the club are like 24, 25, and just trying to keep up with these guys was just definitely a lot of fun. But yeah, man, for the most part, I honestly it didn't feel like we're in a bear market. The, vi the vibes and spirits were definitely uh, pretty good. Clay and Jack, is that how the uh, the night's party felt? It, it didn't <laughs> seem like there were many bear market vibes uh, when Ja was playing. No, definitely not. Uh, it was it was all like, I mean, I echo the same sentiment. I think even throughout the week, like other events I went to as well. Um mood was very much up even though the market's very much down uh yeah, yeah night's party was was great i mean like i think like josh performance kicked it i mean the real story of the night's party though is uh you stiffing matthew barry on <laughs> yeah. so that's uh this guy waited an hour yeah. for you to yeah, show that, up man. that was yeah. funny oh wow we were Happy in the man. we were in the cab we were going over there and you're like oh man matthew barry wants to be there like well, look, if any, these guys, Tig and Lou, saw the size of my, um, uh, what did I have? Uh, prime rib? 
the uh, prime rib. Yeah. yeah. It, it was the most monstrous <laughs> piece of meat I've ever seen in my whole life. It took me like two and a half hours to eat it. So I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry. I, I took a, I took a picture of mine and, uh, and, and, next uh, Pete's next to each other. I'm like, we are not the same. Mine was like <laughs> an eighth of, of Pete's, uh, size. Uh, what, uh, what, what other takeaways did you guys have from, uh, the, the night's party? Was it, uh, because you guys, it was combined with a few other projects there, but it seemed like it was pretty nights heavy. Yeah, I mean, it was we, you know, we called it the Monday Night Party. Definitely took it was like kind of our lead, but with some great partners, um, Vayner Sports, FCF, Swoops, uh, and Silks, which is like another PDE um, horse racing game. Um, so it was great. Hilarious yeah, I mean, people there. Like just it was the wildest yeah. mix. We like, had like seven hundred and having five to 50 people come through that night i just like got through like looking through the whole registration list between all the different uh parties together so it was a good vibe we took over wait. both floors this year wait jack who did did you say rashad bateman was there <laughs> yeah bateman was bateman, there. Evan I, oh Rash, why didn't you text me like no offense matthew but if you guys would have told me rashad bateman was there i would have checked that prime rib <laughs> he was having so much fun too he thought the knights were the coolest group of cats in the world so i should I, tweet out that we, we got a couple photos of him and the yeah. from the photographer i should tweet out one well i also heard i don't know if you guys uh i was listening it's like secondhand i think it was Levitan passing along a nugget that Herzig heard from talking to Deshaun Kaiser about Will Fuller not wanting to go anywhere to play in the cold. And Green Bay has been a team he's been connected with. And so this piece of alpha got leaked at the Knights of DJet party, apparently. All right, I'll text DK alpha. to confirm that. The thing so so we acquired um players only, brought Michael Carter Williams into the fold. He plays played plays for the uh magic the NBA draft was that Thursday. I was trying to get the info from him on who the number one pick was going to be. <laughs> and on Monday, Paolo was like plus 1500. If that fucker had just told me that I'd be rich. <laughs> Instead, I ended up betting Jabari Smith at plus 115 because the odds got hammered. Then it went all the way back. And draft night was a bad night besides obviously being selected. That is actually a big fail. Mr. Sources says over here, couldn't get a single scoop to tweet out. Okay, well, to, to be fair, uh, to be fair, Adrian Wojnarowski had it wrong too. So, fuck him. I do have a source though on Brunson, Jalen Brunson for all my next people. Please don't I mean, that. it's been it's been reported, so I didn't feel like tweeting it out. I'll probably tweet it out later, but he 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 will be a New York Nick. Fun, so. how do you feel uh, about that so i like jalen brunson as a player i think paying him 28 million dollars a year is a lot of money that we probably could just let quickly go you know and, and run the show um but it's not the end of the world like a lot of knicks fans are making it seem to be he's just it's just like a doesn't move the needle move yeah, and i'd rather minute. yeah i'd rather yeah. not make all these moves this year and like next free agency is is a huge class. So like yeah. if you had the young players, you have all the draft picks and cap space, then next summer could be a big summer. Instead, we're doing a lot for Jalen Brunson. So that's mm -hmm. my feelings. There you go. Coming to a sorry, a didn't hear you. Didn't mean to talk basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's my fault. I asked the question. So why do you think what? we can't get MBL on this show anymore? Because you don't ever talk <laughs> we did, basketball. We did put NBA on the rundown for uh, for tonight. So yeah, as so. So this is actually what upsets me. It's Pack Drip's comment. Uh, not Pack Drip. He doesn't upset me. It's I don't hate the Brunson move. It's just such a disgusting display of like just taking care of all your people. So like Leon Rose is the GM of the Knicks. He hires Jalen Brunson's dad to come work for the Knicks. His son replaced him at CAA and is the agent for Jalen Brunson. Like it's just a gross like insider deal. So yeah, kind of kind of shitty. Um Tig, Lou, any NBA thoughts here during this NBA portion of the show? <laughs> Dude, I, I, I didn't even watch one minute of the draft because I was just hurting so bad the next day. I flew home yeah. that I flew home that day, that Thursday, and I made it back like at 4 p.m. Uh I was just exhausted. I I I avoided the the New York City PO app, which was COVID. So uh, I was happy about that. <laughs> but uh I was just exhausted, man. Uh Jack, I meant to ask you, did you actually go into the draft? Like you were in the audience or you were just outside? Man? Yeah. How, no, how I was 
We were talking about that. Like, sweet. I was in a sweet. Oh, so my, bad, like, my bad. Yeah, okay, my bad. Okay. My bad. Food and <laughs> the bad. drinks. Ah, yeah. oh, gotcha. No, okay. shout out SeatGeek. Use code Snapback twenty dollars off your. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead with your question. No, I was gonna ask. Well, you're well, you're in the suite, so I guess this question doesn't really apply to you. But I, I always wonder, like we were talking about it, like how does it feel to be in the crowd during the draft versus watching it at home? Because you know, it's definitely. A, a, I'm sure it's a nine day experience from being inside the crowd, not knowing or hearing the analysts, you know, mentioning yeah. the drafts or anything like that. Yeah, so I would say the toughest part about it is a couple of things. First off, Woj and Shams will tweet the picks before they happen. So I kind of just turn off notifications while I'm there. Yeah. With that being said, the Knicks were rumored to trade up for Jaden Ivey. Like they were going to do a lot of things. So you also had to be on Twitter, right, at that point. So I actually just muted it for the Knicks pick. And then after I saw they traded it, then I went and figured it all out. So they tweet it first. And then even if you're not on your phone, because ESPN is doing the draft, they pull all the cameramen in front of the table that the player being drafted is at. Uh, so, like, even down to part. the last second, yeah. Paolo and Jabari, like, no one knew who's going one. And in the <laughs> arena, like, you see them all surrounding Paolo. So, you kind of knew. But it's it's fun. It's in Brooklyn. There's no such thing as a Nets fan. So, like, for the Knicks, people care. But outside of that, like, I, I don't think a lot of fans travel for it. I went in 2019, a uh, year Zion and Ja went back to back at Barclays. It was a good experience. But that yeah, was my biggest takeaway, too, is like, yeah, you don't like have the Woj and Shams tweets per se. But the the camera, watching the camera crew fly around is pretty funny. And then yeah. you get to watch their whole process for how they're like handheld, you know, off the stage. And they go right to that team's like PR person. And there's like a line of media that they do. They go do like a little TikTok dance. They go into two more interviews and then they have like they don't have the stream playing like what you have on ESPN, but they have like in the arena, like I think maybe like the Nets kind of like season like ticket kind of people who do like the announcement PA stuff. They're doing their own kind of stream within the the arena. At least I was what it was like the year I went. I imagine it's probably pretty similar for your. Yeah, I'm getting later. a kick out of your guys' description of how they were trying to like protect it with the cameraman. I always think like, you know how if you're with your, you know, your your girlfriend or something and she has to like get changed in the woods or like at the beach, and you're like holding up the towels. <laughs> no, like, no, no, they don't, the yeah, they, they, don't? No, they don't protect it. Yeah, they don't protect it. No, they just no, you that's know what I'm saying. It's yeah, like you're a watching huge them. open area with Oh, I thought tables. they were trying to huddle around them and nah, not reveal nah, it or something. Nah, nah. No, that's the worst part, as you know. The, cl the closest thing to that is like the two like handlers who are helping the camera crew are like going and like trying to like shuffle people like out of the way as like the camera oh, okay. guys like walking backwards, getting that like shot and then like walking. Up I would say I'm a huge fan of going to events, which I feel like is a lost uh, art in in this world because I totally understand the I'd rather sit at home, read Twitter, engage in Discord, like just not pay for expensive shit. I'm a huge go to go to events. I think they're just more fun. The draft, unless you are in like a suite that your shit is paid for or free. I yeah, I wouldn't yeah. highly suggest going um, unless like it was in Vegas. You're a diehard NFL, fan. Your like, team's like that's an excuse one, like... to just fucking go and party and say you're going to the draft. It yeah. also, at least, I, I've been. I went to the NFL draft a few years ago when it was in Philly, and they have all the events around it and stuff like yeah. that. As far as I understand, the NBA draft, it's not like there's this huge kind of like events concourse going on, right? Yeah, yeah. it's also shorter. Only, yeah, it's NFL it's draft. two rounds. It's it's one night, and you know half of the players get picked after 11 p.m. So, <laughs> and no one really cares. Like speaking of the NFL draft, my recent kick for underdog best ball drafts and trying to get a little bit of an edge has been going through like the different like team YouTube channels and watching uh -huh. some of their like draft night replays to see their takes on the rookies they drafted. I got a much more favorable God. impression of Garrett Wilson. Now watch some jet shit. Like it's funny. So. I want to say it was Scott Barrett uh, <laughs> used to do a series where he would watch every single post NFL draft press conference to see like how the coaches talked about, uh, talked about. Yeah, the no, I, need, I want that like, uh, you know, B, B tier hard knocks, you know, version of these teams are <laughs> putting on YouTube these days. Is this how you got into uh Daz Newsom last year? Clay? Watching no, that was from Chicago. That was just presser? from, oh, that you was just from see... Carolina. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was just a Homer pick. Well, it's funny you say that too, because at the underdog party, it was like, I'm talking to Jack's brother, Casey. Um, I was talking to um, 
uh, Ali's partner from from their tax accounting firm. All these people Sean, I wouldn't, yeah. Sean, that I wouldn't expect to be like super hardcore to best ball. It just like <laughs> fucking just is deep down the rabbit hole as you can go. I mean, we were getting lot and thinks questions, and Sean goes, "Win puppy to Win Sean," puppy. and I was just like, or <laughs> to, "To Jeremy, to yeah, Jeremy. that was amazing." Oh. I was like, everyone has just uh, gotten obsessed with it. I mean. Jack, your brother bought uh, Brick's new overlay tool for his. <laughs> he goes, he goes. Does, is Casey Settlement related to Jack? I was like, yeah. I was like, why? Wait, he's what's like, oh, Brick's tool? He has this <laughs> app cool. overlay for underdog drafts where you can like upload certain information next to the players while you're drafting, so you could have like their Week 17 matchup, what your exposure is already of how many times you've drafted oh, that's them. It's so how Casey's much is like, that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like twenty five a month. But I was like, Casey is down so deep down this rabbit hole now he's obsessed with it yeah <laughs> he's he's legitimately obsessed and i guess that's underdog's magic is like yeah. they're you know it's they've created addictive. this captured it it's it's a big thing man it's ridiculous how many people do you think will max enter bbm3 because that was the crazy part is talking about like yes by the way i do have a we're we're early story in a second but for best ball <laughs> we're still early because you only need something like, what is it, 3,000 people to max enter? That might be terrible math. But I think it's some number that it's like 4,000 people or something to max enter. And it feels like, let me like check half, the math here. <laughs> seems a little seems suspect. Um, you would need, no, you're right, 3,100. 3,100 would, would max it. Yeah. That's now, of course, if, if one person max enters and one person does one, you're very far away. But it feels like I know a couple hundred people who are who are going to be max entering. You know what I mean? They how, used many, to say, how many of the super flexes have you guys fired off? Zero. Like ten. I'm at like eight. I'm yeah. not a. Not you know what's many. so funny? Everyone loves the puppy. I'm. The I don't puppy. like the puppy. Well, it's because you can just you can blow through They're, them. It's like cheap. It's, you get five for every for every uh, <laughs> best ball mania. Yeah, but I don't want to blow through. I want to. I want to lock in. Well, it is interesting because I think uh, – and also it's funny, and, and Tig and Lou, you guys could attest, uh, and I haven't been hanging out in Club MGMI General, but in your guys' sports and DFS channel, it seems like all of you are just drafting best ball teams. Uh, I was like, I don't constantly. remember all of you guys being into best ball before this. I, I think that's the one thing that came out of this bear market is these guys <laughs> just kind of pivoted back into DFS real quick. Uh, and then when the Superflex came out – they like started joining like crazy. And then I know they paused the drafts. I had to restart a bunch of them. And yeah. I know Easy was like, Easy thought he had an edge or some shit. So he was, <laughs> he was, so he was pissed when they had to restart it. But yeah, um, we, we even started, uh, uh, how many players are in our dynasty? Oh, dynasty league. I saw that. Best ball, like 22. Oh, oh, yeah. Cause it's 22. There's, yeah, it's, it's a double, it's double. Yeah, it's double. Uh, you could draft the player twice. Uh, yeah, we started like a slow draft. So it, it, like that's how bad things are. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're keeping our heads up in there, just uh, pivoting off to a uh, to a uh, DFS. It was a 0. 0.5, 0. 0.5 entry, so that's like a hundred dollars right now. So not bad. I mean, all jokes aside, I, I it really is the the best thing to do in this stuff. I mean, everyone always jokes about touching grass, but and I this think, stream yeah. is sponsored by Underdog. Sponsored <laughs> by Underdog. Place to go to touch grass. Um, it's no, good, but, like in the off season. Yeah. yeah. But I just think in general, like a watch pot doesn't boil. We all have addictive personalities, clearly. We throw ourselves into these things. And, you know, to very extent, about. <laughs> we were all, I mean, at various points, all of us were so deep down the NFT rabbit hole. Like I remember doing our ship chasing stream last, like January. This was in the top shot. And like Pat and I's eyes were glazing over because we were just watching the sales feed. And Gretch is like, cool. Am I even talking to anyone right now? <laughs> Bro, we didn't like, sleep you... for three days because of top shot. <laughs> yeah. God, the uh, best time ever. That was, so yeah, that was a euphoric the, period of my life. Yeah. There's like a natural whiplash to that, right? Where it's now like, okay, there's not a ton to do other than like sitting on your hands. Maybe there's some opportunities out there, but I do think it's healthy to find some alternative hobbies so you're not just entirely emotionally invested in NFT prices. Well, I I think is also because you know a lot of us kind of came from that from the DFS side, which you know obviously because Bales went into Top Shot and you know you guys know the rest of the story. So I feel like kind of pivoting back to that just seems natural. And right now, you know, there's not much happening in the space, so people are just kind of sitting in their hands and just kind of like you know, grinding these, these best ball drafts. So uh, that's the best thing happening right now. 
Yeah. Can we sleep yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it is uh it is true. It it, it is really uh, it's a really great fix to uh to uh to fit in. And I do think uh why we are doing our our underdog promo here, that super flex draft uh 85% filled. So that thing's going to be filled in what? In like 36 more hours? Yeah. Yeah. When we got 41% did, Mahomes in that pretty high. Is it Tuesday? Which day when did that it? Came out? It launched like right after our part after he asked that question of when yeah, it was puppy. Thursday, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. so it was like two days later. Yeah. 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 Um, I also do want to make sure before I forget as well, I want to give a shout out. Um, first of all, the underdog for hosting us for the live show last week. That was very nice of them. They they welcomed, you know, 25 to 30 of us in there, provided us with a uh, lowest dose in drinks. Also all the tech setup. Also shout out to Greg and D Mang, two of our VIPs who came out and helped with the live streaming portion. Obviously Jeremy for being a guest, uh, Andy clay, Jack, myself, our friend, Mike Zakarian, AKA top shot. Tony swung by. It was just a very good time. We do have the video. Shout out the mans. <laughs> the mans was mans there. there. Um, the video has a, a little bit of, I think we had some technical difficulties. I put a timestamp in there. You can jump if you're really interested. But it was more about the IRL experience. And uh, I, I had a great time last Monday I'm, or Tuesday. I'm glad we were able to pull that off. Yeah, that was, that was a special night. That was a lot of fun. Didn't we, cool uh, Lou, did we see Zakaria in the, the line for a goblin, the goblin party? I really um, doubt it. I think Herzig. <laughs> oh no, Herzig. <laughs> Some people were there. It was um, I don't know. Was Herzig and Eric. Yeah, yeah. There was a third one. But yeah, yeah, there there were a couple was, people that came to it. It was a blur, man. That's he tweeted it. He tweeted it out because it was like, I don't know. There was probably a thousand people outside of that goblin after party yeah. that only had like a two hundred person capacity. It was it was nuts, and everyone's just like pushing forward. No one can get in, and yeah, it was it was wild. We, brought, we met some people in that line. That brought, yeah. that line probably. I'm surprised us not getting COVID. It would have been from that line because it was packed with people. And yeah, we we were we were stuffed in there pretty 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 tight. I I did notice one thing because I I saw you guys all in the Discord. Man, it seems like everyone got COVID, but I noticed a distinction. It seemed like the club VIPs. I I don't think any of us got COVID, but then Club FGMI, you guys all got COVID. So what what the <laughs> hell happened there? <laughs> Yeah, it's the perks, the perks is the perks. <laughs> Dangy got it. Um, Dangy was down bad. Dangy, the first night was ready for bed. He was asking when's bedtime, and we were still like midway through dinner. He just, he just wanted to get some rest. He man. was like telling you to stop drinking too. Wasn't oh yeah, he? he was counting our beers. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, Dangy <laughs> tried to Irish exit from the club top shop party, and I had to go like grab him by the horse collar and be like, at least say bye to me, Dangy. <laughs> uh, that guy that was it was good to see him it was good to see all of you guys too i mean how many people did we have at the ngmi dinner on monday i think it was like 16 17 16. people yeah. yeah yeah that was, it was uh it was nice was it was a couple a of people of... backed out late i think yeah. we we're supposed to have 20 i heard but... the vibes were weird there anyway so I'm... <laughs> well we were at, did you guys see i don't know you guys probably didn't but the wolf game people in like gary yeah. v were at that same table that we were at yeah the, like, like two, two nights days later. Two, two days later yeah they were, but they rented out the whole floor like they did the they, whole thing they did the whole yeah. floor so they kind of one up oh. us a little bit but they did like they, custom um, hats to the wolf that you had yeah. they, like if you had the wolf you had a custom hat and like it, they did like a whole lore thing it was yeah like, it was like a, a, a wild it was like a scavenger hunt and all this crazy shit yeah it was wild wow well, dang he really babs let us down town? babs no babs Babs, Babs? Is like, oh, it's too far. It's too far. Yeah. I don't want to ask my wife. It's okay. Yeah. He thought it'd be too many calories at the dinner. It's summertime there, it, too. Yeah, there was a rumor. The there was a rumor dinner. that he had to like cut down to like one percent body fat to come out, <laughs> but he didn't make the he, he didn't make the cut, so he couldn't make dinner. Yeah, it was uh, funny meeting like people that I we had no idea what they looked like. Yeah, uh, you know, like, uh, I knew what Tig looked like and, and Dangy, and then like have people would walk up and say like a different name. Yeah, and I just had to believe them because yeah. I don't know. You know? There was a TD TD people said like they hired <laughs> actors to come play themselves in that. That would have been funny. Too. We're all we're all standing outside and TD comes up. He's like, "Guess who it is?" And we're like, "We have no idea who it is." Yeah, now. It's and then during dinner, we're all sitting down. The last guy to make it is Midas Touch, and he just walks up, but he he presents himself with his real name. We're like, dude, we have no idea who you are. Like, we need your screen name. We need something, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, it was great to see all the guys. Uh, you know, and thanks to Pete, because uh, you know Pete kind of brought us all together and bring us together for this night. You know, kind of made everything real, and I guess in a sense brought us all closer because you know we you bring the faces to 
to these names and it just makes these relationships kind of legit and we could tell our wives that our internet friends are actually real yeah and you know i it's like you you, you know you, you see someone like tony the most sarcastic asshole in the world and then you meet him in person he's just a big lovable teddy bear and now, bear, and now bear. tony could never say a biting sarcastic comment ever again i'll just be like ah, oh, tony oh, well, that is the other one is like um so the weekend before i was at a wedding and I that whole experience was rough because one of the flights got missed and I had to take like a bus and there was all this sort of stuff. But then um, so I'm at this wedding and with someone in the discord and no one knew. And so Clampy goes out and he sends this picture of him like punching me in, in the sternum, basically. <laughs> and everyone's like, that's what he looks like. He's like six, four, like two thirty, two forty, something like that. For and, those who like, don't I'm know, Lou, he's also six four, <laughs> yeah. a little so lighter. He's just like looks so much bigger than me. He sends this picture in the Discord, and everyone's like, "How do you guys even know each other?" And I actually, he was someone that I knew before the Discord, oh, wow. and so like I uh, invited him in. But like most people don't know each other. But there's a lot of people in the Discord who knew one other person. Yeah, like there's. Anyone, there's probably what, like six Canadians in our Discord, yeah. and um, half of them came from Babs, you know, like <laughs> they were, they were his Jane, children, were like friends, his igloo like, children. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because I've you know, being in these, these parties, I gotta say, I think Club NG Mai is a is taller than the average. I guess group of friends because yeah. all of us are pretty like 5'11 or higher maybe besides Lou and Easy uh, <laughs> everyone's pretty much tall so it was definitely it's a definitely tall group of guys that we got uh, yeah. Clampy is definitely not 6'4 that dude's like 6'7 dude wow <laughs> that dude's towering towering <laughs> over six, Lou seven. wow that dude's like 6'7 he's a big yeah, he's like 280 or some shit that was the other thing I noticed because there were people on Twitter like making the jokes and it was like everyone that I knew from our discord was like six feet tall but then any other influencer that I met that I had hurt only noon from them before i'm like seeing eyesight to them and i'm like wow like everyone in our discord super tall and then all the <laughs> other influencers are not speaking of that speaking of influencers and that uh jack do you see did you see who's jeremy's been hanging out with at his uh with Faroque? yeah, yeah. <laughs> really oh, yeah. Wow. why i don't know i just did see he invest all in right radio so i saw uh jack was on ike's lunch one day yeah Pete doesn't even know what that is. I Pete does oh, It's so, like the, oh, the yeah. hottest oh, thing B in BDGs? TikTok. Come yeah, on, yeah, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean I don't know what that is? Uh, I forgot, I forgot. I go yeah, on TikTok, on like... just not Snapchat. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jeremy, I think with uh, Seed Phrase, threw like a VIP post NFTMIC event for Palm Tree Festival. So I think that's how... Him and Farouk cross paths. And also, what, what was your thing? You were at the beach. Clearly, you got a sunburn. So, like, what, no, what no. There? So, beach, I, I just play in a beach soccer tournament uh, once a year with my friends. We got smoked, but uh, I put on sunscreen four times, four times <laughs> in one day. Didn't get a single burn. Then today, I was shooting something for MSG and three hours in the sun, two hours. Cause the first hour it was, it was shady and I got fucking ripped. <laughs> this doesn't even do it justice. It's, it's like a different color. Um, anyways, good it's segue. Amazing jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess good it's, like, it's not just a t-shirt. <laughs> no, nah, it, it was your shoulders. <laughs> bad too. No, that was like a fucking New York Knicks crazy. Jersey V uh, right there. Yeah, that looks wow. painful. That looks really painful, it, dude. It is. Can you give us it a little is. like uh like a little slap, a little slap oh. you in the shoulder? Uh Lou, am I so people at the Discord tagged me with this photo of you and Clampy. Am I allowed to show this? Yes, please. Please. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think so. I guess. I mean, <laughs> this is hilarious. Um uh, this is like, is this a vice and men? Like right here, like oh my god, <laughs> that is incredible. What does it help that lose like double bending over, over to make it even worse? I'll take the over on six four. By the way, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a big boy. Wow, goodness. All right, uh, let me tell you really quickly why we're so early. So today, uh, we're shooting something with MSG Networks, and 
it was it's presented by Coinbase. And so you ask Knicks fans who their favorite player is, why are Knicks fans special, whatever. And then I have to ask about crypto. So I talked to like 10 people and a few of them who I know, we kind of planted them, cheated it a little bit. But um, I would say out of the 10, two people knew what NFT stood for. Kind of bullish. Like, I don't know. I mean, think about it. Like, how do you not know? It was everywhere. Or at least in our world, it felt like it was everywhere. Some people didn't even know, like, what what Bitcoin was or, like, what crypto was. And I found that pretty shocking. Not because we're so deep in it. Just, like, I feel like it's, it's now just such a – everyone knows what cryptocurrency is and everyone has heard of Bitcoin. But no one, like, has, is – None of the people owned any crypto. None of the people owned any NFTs. So I think we're pretty early. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, it's funny you say that too, because I just see this tweet come across my timeline too. I missed this one. Uh, Kevin Hart, builders build, and I've been busy building. I'm obsessed with building my metaverse. (laughs) So to your point, like, I mean, Kevin Hart has 37 million followers. I mean, if he's tweeting about the fucking metaverse, how early are we? But that, no, but I will say, I will say, and I always remind people this, Twitter leads a lot of dialogue, but it's a very small percentage of people who are actually on Twitter. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always reminded of that, of like, because we constantly consume it, we think that everyone sees it, but it's not a lot of people who actually see it in in the grand scheme of things. So I would say if he did a Netflix special on the metaverse, then maybe more people would know. It is true about the Twitter thing, too, because it's like everyone with a platform, journalists, celebrities, athletes, like everyone's on there. So it feels so much more zeitgeisty than it actually is, where it's like the average if you're in those media content creation stuff, it like feels like all there is. But I don't think the average person is is scrolling through their Twitter feed all day. Like I would say that a lot a lot of people like didn't even know about the trump twitter saga which is like insane because if you were on twitter you didn't miss that but like to think that 80 percent of the country wasn't reading through all that politics stuff like it it makes you where are people getting their information from realistically they're not and they're just making shit up well wasn't wasn't one one of the headlines this weekend or this past week was uh NFTers that lost all their money partying in NYC to, with the hope <laughs> or, or with copium or some shit like that. It's just like oh, yeah. the, the way they kind of like portray these things are, are yeah, just that's so it. bad. And I guess that's just like you said, just it's about being where you get your news from. But because if you were, if, like we mentioned earlier, if you were there, like the vibes were totally not that at all. Um, but yeah, I feel like, like Jack says, we're still early. You know, people are building super uh, early. Yeah. I'm still in the locker room <laughs> slapping asses no, slapping no, no i'm not my no, no my teammates aren't even there i'm just eating uh, attendees pre-game meal before uh, people even show up that's uh, how early i am so uh, let me let me ask this to lou and tig who went to a bunch of events because the knicks the knicks the knicks they made do? a move the, the knicks are trading nerland's Knoll and alec burks to the pistons sources tell espn the knicks will unload 19 million more in salary clearing the way for cap space to try and sign free agent guard <laughs> Jalen Brunson's Jackie wow. Pax had it first, folks. Wow, that alpha. Um, I, what I was gonna say to you guys was, I, you know, a normal criticism of the NFT space. You'll often hear it's like, oh, these are just the same one thousand dudes minting and flipping it to each other. Like when you see a thousand people in line for fucking Goblin Town or the people lining up for Eight Fest. Does, does that change your perspective on that? Like, does it feel like this is just the thousand hardcore fans or has it gotten bigger than that? Um, well, Golu, you go ahead. I, I'd say it's it's bigger than what it was in, say, like, I don't know, last, last June to August, like actual summer months. Because, like, you see things like Moonbirds and other side, like you're seeing people come for, like, the better stuff. But um, I do think that there's not as many like successful traders as maybe people originally thought. Oh, like everyone's winning that that sort of thing. The people who are winning is like a small subset of it. The people that are winning a lot. So that's how I, I guess I, how I think of it. But yeah, there's 
there's thousands of people there at, at TNYC and coming to each of the events. Like, I don't know how many can could get into Ape Fest, but I'd assume over four days, like that's thousands of people that were able to attend at least one of the days, whether they were even like a significant other for someone too. So I, I think it's, it's bigger than it once was, but there's so many different projects now that it still might not be enough people to hold up a lot of them. Yeah. And I heard you talking uh, about it a little bit with Tyler and I should recommend too, if, if you guys aren't listening to the lucky trader podcast that Lou does regularly with Tyler, like if you want just your nuts and bolts, stay on top of what's going on in the NFT space in a quick, you know, 60 minutes, a couple times a week, highly recommend checking that out. And you guys also have the, uh, the beta version of your app as well for tracking NFT projects. When, uh, when are we out of beta? Or are you guys going to pull a top shot on us? Um, well, it'll be out, out of, it'll be like a public beta, I still think, uh, <laughs> but probably next week or the week after. Uh, right now we have it where there's certain communities, like one of them, Knights of DGen. Uh, hey, uh, how you if, doing? <laughs> if, you, uh, if you hold some of the projects that we've had like on our shows or some sort of connection to in the past, um, we're giving access to those people first and then you can give us some feedback and we fix things on the back end before just sending it out to the masses. So yeah, that's basically basically an app where you can get notifications for projects that you're following. You can just get push notifications. So we have our lucky NFT news account on Twitter that posts like, you know, 20 times a day or so. And uh, it's whatever is happening on just in general NFT news and we'll post stuff from the biggest projects and it comes to you on a feed like that. So you can choose which projects you want to get the notifications on uh, and they'll get it sent like to your phone. And then we also have, you can track your own wallet if you'd like. Um, I know a lot of people don't want to necessarily connect their wallets, but you can enter in a wallet address and track it as well. So you don't have to have MetaMask to do it. So that's pretty much what we've been working on over there. And then we're going to be creating some some other cool to, tools. We just did one called uh, the Sharp Report, which is basically what are people we've deemed sharp in the industry buying into. And then we're, so we're building the out of, some other fun tools. Yeah, what's yeah. your ETH address, Jack? <laughs> you need the head of winning? <laughs> yeah, if you want to track Jack's wallet, you can just enter his in there and it'll pop up with, with what he's buying. It actually just automatically gives you the contra trade, uh, whatever Jack does, whatever he buys, that it blasts out the sell alert. Bad trader, great investor. Great investor, great player, trader. bad shooter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. The, app, the app's sick. I'm in the beta, suck it, Lou. And uh, it's actually really dope. So it, I is it out? Under the rim, Andy8052. Yeah, it's just for, I mean, uh, P put the link in there. Um, I think you can download it off of it. But yeah. yeah, it's still we're still like working out kinks and stuff. The it's funny because when we went to launch the app is right when uh, OpenSea decided to change their contract to this Seaport thing, yeah. and like every tracking site basically broke for a few days because they just changed how. Um, you had to like remap everything in order to pull in like volume and fuller price and stuff like that. So we're like, wow, great. Now we have to push this off because, you know, we have to fix the the data that's coming in. So um, never a dull moment with, with stuff like that, right? So right before NFT NYC, they just decided to change everything. Um, Clay and Jack, they Max wants to know how did Knights of DJ get access? Uh, it's in our Discord. I'm going to be sending out another announcement about it tomorrow too. Um, but yeah. I'll drop in our Discord again. Um, Tig, I wanted to get your thoughts on that question too, that initial one about just kind of seeing the volume, seeing the people there, if it made it feel like there is a more, a bigger NFT movement going on and it's not just, you know, the same thousand people doing this shit over and over. Yeah, it's it's weird because, you know, we're in a very small Discord and Club of GMI is only 200 of us or 190 90 of us, whatever it is. And then I'm in another Discord was like a, a bigger size to it and even being in, in the contrast of those two even just being seen it live it still felt very small um yeah. the uh, we got to, i got to the marquee which is like where the 
the main uh convention was at and i went to go meet up with dangy and i'm trying to get into the lobby i'm like oh cool i'll just get in this line thinking that was a regular line but that was the line for registration and it like wrapped around the block it was insane like i did not expect that many people there um i think definitely i was taken back by that i think like you know it felt like a lot of people but i feel like we're still small and you know a lot of the same people kind of went to the same events because a lot of them hold different different mts but a lot of them kind of you know the same clicks same groups and stuff like that um but to lose sentiment i feel like yeah they it definitely felt like there's a lot of people there but we definitely still have a long way to go to make this uh you know a bigger thing than it really is today and i feel like even that goes to like where ape fest could hold its own i feel like if ape fest was its own thing by its own without having the conference at the same time i feel like they could hold its own whereas these other communities just still have a a ways to go to make it that big you know uh, but it was definitely great to see like the 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 parties that these communities put up, the concerts, the the talents that they brought in, the the DJs, everything was just really really impressive to see. Yeah, I feel like if I were Yuga Labs, I would want to plan Eight Fest on either the before or after NFT yeah. NYC. Like, don't overlap. Yeah. UB, you could close it down. You can kick it off or whatever. Yeah. But like you said, it can it can pull its its big enough crowd on its own. Why yeah. why try to compete? Because there's a lot of people. I mean, you you had to choose right between going to Moonbirds or going to what third night of Eight Fest or well, whatever. I, well, like me, the that was Tuesday night, so TTS was Tuesday night um and uh i had to go to nifty portal party or cts um but i knew i was gonna see you guys at the wrong Moonbirds party. fucking <laughs> decision oh it was not that shit was lit that shit was, <laughs> that shit was a mr purple it was like a rooftop bar that cleared the whole thing out oh mr free. purple dude yeah. that shit was insane like you, the moment i opened the elevators just that whiff just hit me i was like oh <laughs> Smells good in here. Uh, but dude, are you uh, an intern in uh, New York City this summer, man? I, like, I, hey, I'm down, dude. Um, but no, it's it was like it's tough because the meanwhile, this whole this during this whole three days, the convention is still happening, like the conference is still happening, you know. So people that actually pay to go to the conference, you have to decide between going to the conference, seeing the speakers, or you know, going to the satellite events of these NFTs that you hold, these communities you're a part of. So I think that that's kind of something you have to work out of. I mean, it's definitely way bigger than it was last year. I feel like they need to shrink it down. They have way too many speakers. I feel like it. A lot of them weren't even that experienced to be on stage speaking to the, about certain subjects. I feel like they shrink it down, make it more intimate, uh, kind of work around where you know they don't conflict with other uh, parties or other uh, communities. I think it'll definitely be a lot bigger. I feel like even throwing a festival by its, on its own without having the conference would be would fit better. With the communities are all inclusive, you know. Where uh, some people mentioned on 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 Twitter, where like it kind of sucked where. You know, I went to NYC to hang out with my friends, but some of my friends can't get into these parties because they're not holders of the same communities I am, which it shouldn't be that way. You know, it should be more like a festival vibe where all these communities are all together in one spot and we can all hang out together. Um, so, yeah, I feel like just, I, feel, I feel like in the future is going to be some type of shift towards that. But I feel like definitely for sure, A-Fest is going to be a single event that they could yeah. hold on its own somewhere in a more central location, if anything. But, yeah, I feel like that's where we're going. I think you, isn't this the hack, right? It's like you have your event and it's open to anyone, but you token gate the free drinks and the merch and stuff like that, where it's like, you got to show yeah. your proof to get your Lulu, you know, exactly. thing. but like, if you want to bring two of your buddies, like they can come in and, and pay for their own drinks. Exactly. Then, yeah. Like yeah. you, you make, you make it, you make it token gated and you don't have to make it VIP or anything, you know, whatever like that. But yeah, you get perks as being a holder, you know, you get the free merch, you get, you get certain perks of just holding this token. And every while, meanwhile, you can still go with your boys, hang out, have a good time, hang out whoever you want to, but still have these, I guess, merch stands. The vendors will be the, the NFT communities, you know, that you could go visit and hang out with. That's what I feel like yeah. it should be like. Like a VIP section. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think apes did that. Yeah, but um, I think I don't, I don't understand what the VIP section of a of a of a ape fest was for. Like, you guys are all ape holders. You guys are all mule holders. What, what the fuck's the VIP difference? Yeah. And people are just walking in and out of that thing anyway. So, well, the other yeah. thing is there's there's also like so many holders in a lot of these projects. Even the the Moonbirds have this issue. Goblins probably have the big biggest of the issues, but like it's New York City, and like they only have so many places that they can house these events and. There's yeah. only so many places that can have an event with a thousand people or two thousand people, and so yeah. like that's the other issues. There's so many projects there, and there's only so much limited space to have the well, event. There's a lot of space. It's just hella expensive to rent right. for even like yeah. that night. Like I mean, there's a lot of event space if you really want to go that route. Like if you're going like you know 
music venue where you're trying to take over a, a specific bar. Those places will fill up, but there's like a there's a fuck ton of like event space. You just gotta be able to pay for it, which that's the hard part. Is like a lot of projects, and you know, in, in this market, like if you're looking at a bill of you know 50k, 75k for just a pretty bare bones venue for one night, like gotta consider well, I, those kind of things. And I feel like that it could be more of what like, kind of like what the nice DJN did with like you guys collab with other communities to bring a yeah. party together because i mean some of these smaller communities just they just can't afford these venues or that the talent to put on and free drinks and free food like they do that's crazy expensive especially in new york city you know yeah so i feel like the, the, we'll it's, see more of that collabing the community yeah it's fun together. too i mean because then you also introduce your community to other communities and if there are a lot of like you know synergy there just kind of exactly a nice, nice fit overall exactly I mean, do you feel Clay? I mean, I know you you clearly ha are are probably working on on planning these events. Do you feel this pressure where it's like now events are one of the things that people kind of expect, specifically in a bear market? Like that's the one thing you can really deliver on. But like yeah. the expectations get so high for for how cool a party is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that you know I wouldn't say it was like stressful or anything, but it's definitely something that we have like top of mind is like what is that experience, especially from like last year. Like we felt like last year we kind of like. You know, NFT NYC in the the fall um, had like a great time at our party, and so we also kind of just wanted to like at least live up to that kind of vibe and energy what the first one was, and, and you know, kind of surpass that with doing it bigger this year and, and more floors and stuff. But yeah, it's a balance, and even like the whole kind of thing about like how you token gate aspects of a party, but also want to have it open so new people experience like what you're doing, but then you also give something unique and good value to your holders. Like, there's so many different nuances uh, that just are go on like. You know levels above just organizing a party from the jump but well, yeah I, I think i think it's you know and it also depends on if you're doing it at like a conference or we do parties like the super bowl that's like a different experience for us too or you know we, we did smaller stuff down at consensus like real you know nitty-gritty like speakeasy kind of vibes um so we kind of we've been trying our hat at a lot of different stuff but nfc might being a big staple for us and I, and I think the part of having it open to the public as well you, you're allowing others to like you said, check out what you guys are doing. Check out your community. You're, you could have that access to onboard people that might not know what the nice DJ are about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of where there might be a shift towards in, in the future. Yeah. Uh, Tig, I do got to get the story. So you uh, are the community manager for Hot Dugs, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a project that's friends of the show, friends of the Discord, uh, mm -hmm. Dangy. Got to meet uh, Hopper and Chenko at the NGMI dinner, the two yeah. artists behind Hot Dugs. But you guys have had some rough times lately, some legal issues. What's the yeah. current state of the of the Dugs? So the Dugs got delisted from OpenSea. We got a DMCA uh, takedown, uh, another project that's been kind of, hounding and harassing us since we minted out back in March. Uh, just giving the shit about, you know, being another hot dog project, saying that we ripped off their idea and their art and all this. And it all started because I posted, I was on, I was on, so before I went to New York, I was in Orlando. I took my son, you know, on, on the whole Disney thing. And I, I posted, I was in a, in a water park and I had, I had the hot dogs hat on it. It was a black and white logo. I posted, it said the hot dog summer tour continues because I've, I've taken like three different water parks. So I just said the hot dog summer tour continues and the hot dogs retweeted it. And this other project saw it and they said, Oh, you guys literally ripped off not only our project, but you ripped off our logo, which was literally a black and white outline of a hot dog. Like So uh, literally two days later, we got the takedown and uh, now we, we were down for 10 days, I believe, 10 to 12 days. I can't, I don't know the exact day, but today was supposed to be the last day. So we're supposed to be back uh, today, hopefully by tomorrow. Uh, but, you know, we we stand by our project. We I, I joined the team because, you know, what Hopper and Chanko put together, I thought it was solid art. I thought it was great. And, you know, we have proof that Chanko and Hopper, you know, started this idea way before the project started. So, you know, it's just something that was salty. Uh, you know, there's been a few communities that kind of adopted the hot dogs and they love them. And we kind of got good momentum going and good and good support from all these other communities. And honestly, yeah, it was just like floors is awesome. Yeah, man. Like, like they're a good group. Yeah, like Floor NFT, Floor the Floor app, the Floor Discord, they, they freaking love us. They hosted us in New York City. Like we went to their event, you know. And yeah, we, Chris we all, is good people. Yeah, Chris hooked us up. Chris invited us over uh, for their live podcast. We dressed up as hot dog suits. <laughs> uh, we, we so we showed <laughs> up to awesome. them and we gave out some pins and merch. We took photos, and, and it's good to have people like that in that believe in your project and believe in who you are because it just shows that you know we created this just as a. It wasn't a cash grab. It wasn't a promise to create a metaverse. It wasn't all these things. It was just good vibes, good art, and just building off of that. You know, it was the good part of the space. Um, and it just sucks that 
we try to do that, but then you see the the negative side of it where someone could do something malicious and take you down just because you know they're salty about whatever it is you're doing, you know. So, but we're getting worked out. Uh, Chris helped us out. They, these guys, Chris is well connected. I know how well connected he was. He was like on DMs with OpenSea, like right away helping us out. Uh, but you know, it's just great to have support like that. And, and you know, it, it'll it'll get worked out. You know, it's it, it's it's no no bad feelings on our end, you know, we're just going to keep moving and doing our thing and hopefully continue where we were with that momentum that we had. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things working against NFT projects right now in this yeah. current landscape. So to, to, yeah. to get delisted from the biggest, you know, and, over and, NFT and exchange. Honestly, like just the reason, like that, the reason they submitted why we got taken down was just like so lame. And, and then they denied that it happened. And we're like, we have the legal papers. It says your name. It has your email. It has like, you kind of have to dox yourself when you do these things, you know? Um, so, you know, it's all good. Like I said, hopefully by tomorrow we're back up in Adam, but it, it does kind of hurt because we were kind of rocking right before we got mm -hmm. taken down. Like that day we had like 150 sales, um, you know, and, and people were sweeping the floor and all that. But like I said, uh, hopefully it gets worked out and we'll get back at it. And, you know, for the most part, you know, we feel bad for our community. We've had some people that have been there for a long time since day one. And uh, yeah, if we, we went out to uh, Times Square with a hot dog suit and uh, a few of the members met us out, we gave us some pins. Um, gave us some merch, some hats and stuff like that for, for different people that we ran into. So, you know, we even though it kind of sucked that this happened right before we went to New York City because, you know, we're definitely planning to meet up with uh, community members and, and, the, and the floor people. But, you know, whatever. It happens. We, we went we went we went through it and we're going to get we're going to get back on it. So it's all good. I feel like you guys should lean into this this other project. You guys both put on your hot dog suits, and, and the two artists in hot dog suits do a boxing match, and then the oh, winner hot dog gets eating to contest. Keep, yeah, or the hot dog eating contest. Winner gets to keep their coming up seat. soon. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we definitely Fourth of July. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. What are you guys doing for that? You you got to go out there in the yeah. hot dog Dengue's suits. probably like... eating <laughs> that dog again. Yeah. Um. You know what? Chenko Hopper. They come up with these ideas. Uh, we did some stuff for more day weekend and all that stuff as well. Um, I'm sure they have something for 4th of July. I don't want to say anything, speak, speak without, you know, the, the concrete details. But like I said, right now, our main focus is just kind of getting, getting back on open sea. But if you want to purchase a hot dog, we're, we're on, <laughs> we're on looks rare and X2Y2. If you want to support and a uh, hashtag free Doug. Oh man, I got to check my looks bags these days. I I, I haven't <laughs> looked at those. Hope I logged, into my, don't do I logged it. into my DeFi kingdoms the other day. Oh, oh don't look at those bags either. Has that zero. <laughs> I was Harmony like, I was, like actually died. I saw that like, too. The whole that's, chain. What, that's what made me go look at it because I saw Dangy's alert about maybe taking shit off. And I was like, I don't even have enough now to even warrant taking it off. <laughs> Just leave <laughs> those bags. Just let, it, let it go zero. Oh man! So I guess the moral of the story is: if you're down bad, if you're downside, come play best ball with us on Underdog. <laughs> Buy a hot dog while they're cheap. Um, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you guys uh, hopping in with us tonight. I didn't want to let the week go by without a, a proper NFT NYC recap. And you know, we we joke around a lot about community because it's such a trite, overused phrase, but it really is super fun getting together with all the people that you hang out with online all the time. I'll never forget. I uh, one of the first experiences I had like that was when I worked on the Fantasyland podcast way back in the day with Pat Crane and me and him spent hundreds of hours working on these episodes and then we met up in Vegas and it's just this weird thing where it's like I feel like I know you so so well and yet this is our first time meeting in person and I know that played out for a lot of us uh this past week which is really cool yeah it, it was cool because like you met you you meet these people in real life and it's just like you're in the discord you pick up right where you were you know it doesn't feel weird it doesn't feel awkward it's just like you've known these guys for over a year now you get you guys have inside jokes you have you know these things that you shared and experienced together the ups and the downs you know so it was definitely a great experience like i said you know thank you thank you p because you know you kind of brought us all together and it was definitely great to have all of us in one room for for one night and have some some good food yeah that was uh that was a great time uh jack uh, i know you're uh coping through this uh this jalen brunson stuff <laughs> underdog fantasy had a tweet that you didn't like you okay <laughs> You're right. They just, they just. I, I'm just disturbed. That's all. But Jack went silent mode. You, yeah, you know, yeah. I was. I was pretty locked. I was pretty locked in. Let's, uh, no, let's I, get this like guy's Malavera and uh, yeah. get tucked into bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clay, anything else on your end? No, just uh, yeah, great week. Had a lot of fun at the live show on Tuesday. It was like really oh, yeah. cool. Um, getting to see a lot of you guys and. 
again, Tig, we missed you there, man. It would have been a lot of fun to get to meet you in person finally, but it was a blast. Um, Dude, but we were literally leaving the restaurant and 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 Pete and, and Lou booked it. I, I was I was like, where y'all going? He's like, oh, we're going to the party. I'm like, it's still going on. They're like, no, it ended. I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> He, he is. Yeah, he was like at the door with us. Dude, I was literally at the door of the taxi. I'm like, "Yo, it's still going on." Oh, like, no, it's done. Too, I was like, "No, nah, I'm out." We took over <laughs> a nice little Irish pub after. Oh yeah. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, real, real dank smelling in there. Well, that yeah, that was the the funny part because uh, that was the old improv hangout McManus uh, bar, and so Zakarian and I had been there after various improv festivals. So then it was the NFT festival, and I was thinking like, if you would have told, you know, it must have been like. 2012 or 13 pete that you'd be like back at this bar but for an <laughs> nft conference and i would have been like what the fuck is an nft and why am i here again <laughs> yeah mike um, was probably the best part of, of the live show and i feel like the because i watched some of the the replay back it, i feel like it didn't do it enough justice like it, when he came out there and when he brought the book out from behind his back i didn't even realize it was there and i was like sitting next to him that was just that was crime the, the best part about that is i had mentioned in our group dm to jack and clay and andy that mike was going to do that but i just like forgot or never felt the need to prep um jeremy on it and so mike was telling me after the show because he's like staring down jeremy as he walks in to intro that bit and jeremy was so confused because this is like his offices and stuff and he's like wait is this a guy that just burst into the office here or is he supposed to be doing it so yes uh mike was uh very funny as top Ooh, shot tony on that bit just what, got what? an offer on my akutar oh, how much <laughs> Jack's still right, in the NFT streets, I see. Like, yeah, you love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah. I'm Great not a whole... fucking pump and dumper. I'm just a down back, tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to coin a new term because I was thinking of it uh, in a best ball contest, but I was a, a FUD and scooper. You know, you FUD it and then you, and then you scoop it after they're on the dip. Uh, so that's what I. That's what we did with Sky Moore there for a while. We got to FUD it. Now we can scoop it again. Um, appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. I don't believe we're going to have a stream next week. I won't be here. If these guys want to rally, if MBL wants to do a 90 minute soliloquy on top shot, I will provide him this platform to do so, but I think we'll be off next week. Otherwise, uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. Tig Lou. Thank you guys for coming on. Check out the hot Dugs. Check out lucky trader. Maybe one of the Lou, what's the next NGMI stream? You guys have, have been on a hiatus too. Um, I don't know. Once someone does get sick, next week is going to be a holiday. So do we'll Tuesday. Do, it on one of these do, do the Tuesday <laughs> slot so people can get their NFT fix uh, next Tuesday yeah, when we're yeah. on bye week. I, I just want to speak of Club NGMI, just shout out to Babs. Uh, I can't imagine not having a, a Burb <laughs> Lululemon bag. So shout out to my imagine Burb Imagine missing that party. And imagine missing that. Birds and, and he can't imagine having 1% body fat. So, <laughs> you know, you, you take some, you lose some. Yeah. Look here, Babs. I'll make it up for you. I'll send you I'll send you the real fanny pack <laughs> prize of the week. I'll send you a club fanny pack. Um, all right, guys. Clay, Jack.